This episode has been brought to you by our friends over at CMB Law. If you find yourself in a tight spot and you need an attorney to trust, call Courtney over at CMB Law. 941-747-4440 or 941-725-9457. You can also visit her site at cmbjustice.com. cmbjustice.com. Again, that's Courtney at CMB Law. Tell them that Thomas Free Me sent you from the Thomas Free Me podcast show. Hey everybody, I just want to take a moment to thank all my subscribers and listeners that dedicate a little bit of time just to hear what I got to say. Thank you so much, but the struggle is real and it continues. Please spread awareness and do your part by making sure that you are subscribed and liking each of the episodes that you listen to. Share my episodes and, and spread awareness of my channel and what it is that I'm doing. These things, these little things right here is what helps me grow and helps sponsorship come my way as I am a struggling ex-con. I appreciate the support, the love, and thank you so much for tuning in. More to come. Somebody that I know, and uh, he asked me to come and be with him, see if I could help him get a job where I'm working at. And, but the media says that I was an unemployed construction worker. I was I was building kill decks for offshore oil rigs at Van Linda Ironworks in West Palm Beach. Anyway, I get a phone call from this dude, and he asked to be with me, so see if I can help him get a job where I'm working at, because he's in debt with some people that he needed to pay. Uh, let me get back with you in a minute. So I call my wife, my son's mother, and tell her what uh, I was planning on doing. She tells me, no, don't go over there. You know that guy ain't no good, this and that and the other. And uh, I said, man, let me just see if I can help the dude, man. So I go meet with him. So we go to this little restaurant that he is right across the street from where he lives at. And we go in there, we order some beers and a little, not a big meal, just a, a small snacks, you know what I mean? In this little Spanish place. Yeah. I can tell that they're doing uh, Zanny bars and cocaine for like three days in a row. So we, I order a beer and a little snack or whatever. He does the same thing. So I drink, I drink my beer and order another one. And I eat, I eat my food and I listen to what he's got to say and all this. So I, I'm done. I get up, I put my knife and fork on my plate, I push my chair in, and I go to the bathroom. When I come out of the bathroom, I see him, because the bathroom is right across from the doorway to the kitchen. And there's no door there, it's just a doorway. So I look in there, and I see him in the in the kitchen with these two people, and he's got a gun in Well, I start selling them out, you know, like, cussing at him and telling him what's he doing, this, that, and the other. He's tripping and all this. So I said, he's not hearing me. You know, he, he can hear me, but he's not listening, you know. So, and and so you think right, you think he's at that time you say he's been up for two or three days skitzed out on on cocaine and zannies right exactly yes okay yep okay so i, I look to my right at the, t at the when i see him with the gun and i see that he's not listening to me i look to my right and the back door is there propped open with a mop and i look to my left at the front door which is far, far away compared to the back door so in my training, when a firearm is presented and you have no no recourse, you got to leave. You got to go. So I follow my training. I dipped out the back door. As soon as I, I get outside the back door, you're the shots. Bomb, 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 bomb. I'm like, oh, man. So I dip. I go. I leave him there and I go. And uh, that's, that's the whole extent of that episode right there. Now, a few days later, two days later, this was on a Saturday. It says he's outside my apartment building. And I was living at that time in an apartment on the intercoastal. So I opened the door. Now, this dude just murdered three people, you know what I'm saying? And he's at my house. I got three little kids in my house and my old lady. So I don't let him come in. I go outside the door and I shut my door. And I see that he's got the gun on him. I'm like, man, you tripping. So we get into it right there in front of my house and I take it from him. And I run to the end of my balcony and I throw it into the water. Mm. I even told the police this. This is what happened. That's the truth. That's what happened. So then later on, I told him where the gun was at. But anyway, that's what happened. With that whole, that's my extent. That's my, that's the extent of my culpability in that whole crime. That's it right there. That's all of it. That, that's, that's as far as my culpability. I don't even consider that culpability. At, at best, my crime should have been accessory after the fact. At best. Yeah. But they found me guilty as if I did it, man. 
so now let's get into that now so what now in the aftermath of all of this right um what what transpires how does all of this go from to to you being convicted of three counts of first degree murder okay this dude he he tells his girlfriend because he's staying with his girlfriend and her mom at the time and uh he tells his girlfriend what what happened right and his girlfriend is a bait she's a, a hooked on crack so now this is like a seven days to the crime they got an award twenty five thousand dollars for any information leading to an arrest well his girlfriend's mom goes to the police turns him in while he's there he gives a statement against me saying that i'm the one of the crime so they come and get me swat team comes to my apartment crashes in my door takes my kid up like he's a, a puppy like by the scruff of his neck and shit and lays him on the couch because he was laying on my chest it's crazy man but that's that's what happened with that and that's how i got mixed up in the whole thing so when they bring me down there i'm, I'm not saying nothing i'm saying i don't know what you're talking about so i wasn't doing anything they could have, they could have uh, piss tested the dude, man, and found out that what I was saying was true. The, the they could, they could have tested the whole scenario that I gave them, man, but they didn't do any of that. They didn't even go in the bathroom and get fingerprints. Hair sample. I'm a hairy dude, bro. I know that I dropped. You're breaking up on me pretty bad. The goal was to keep the death and they twisted the whole story about that. Uh, I wasn't even in Florida for three weeks, man. I got called by Van Linda Ironworks to come to Florida to do a job, to, for a job down here. I was making almost $27 an hour, man, in 2002. And, uh, they, there's the newspaper, the media, the police is telling the media that we're both unemployed construction workers, man. I wasn't unemployed. I was unemployed before I even came to Florida. And I was only in Florida for three weeks when the crime happened. Yeah, that's what the newspaper said, that, that um you guys were all unemployed, you know, construction workers. And my son's mom, at that time, she was a CNA. He was working at St. Mary's Hospital. So it ain't like we needed to rob that place for 150 bucks, you know what I mean? And that's a, that's another part of it, too. The robbery part of it didn't even happen. There was no robbery. They found more money in the place than what was even supposed to be there. It's crazy, man. What was your co-defendant's name? Orlando Levy. And what made you think what 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 made what made you think that he tripped out that day on? I mean, what what did he trip out on? Uh, so he was high for three days on on Xannies and, and cocaine, which I know with personal experience, like Xanax bars will make you flip out. I'm, uh, I grew up in West Palm Beach. Yeah, I grew up in uh, West Palm, back and forth from Ohio. I'm from Ohio, but I grew up pretty much in West Beach. A combat veteran from Iraq, um, government certified welder, got an associate's degree in structural engineering, now serving license for crime that I didn't commit. And now they convicted you of three. Uh, first degree murders. So, <clears throat> how you were in the first Iraq War, right? And how long did you serve in in the military? Uh, four years. And then you came back from the military. And what issues did you have here in America coming back as a returning citizen from the military? Man, I just try not to, uh, not to do anything like that. You know, I don't, I don't try to put any negative aspects on it. Because people don't really understand. I went over there as a kid, man. I turned I turned 19 and 20 in Iraq. I had two birthdays and two Christmases over there. I, I was just a kid, man, you know? So uh, I try not to put any negative aspects on it because people just don't get it, you know? But it's, uh, I came back with a, a hunger, kind of, you know, for like, uh, I was an adrenaline junkie when I came home, man. Like, I would just, I just wanted to do, I don't know, crazy stuff. I like skydiving, um, surfing. I like if it's fast and scary, I liked it, you know? You saw action over there in Iraq when you were over there? Definitely. So what kind of help was there for you when you came home to kind of subside these, these urges that you were having? I'm not real sure because I didn't I didn't seek anything from the, the VA. I didn't I didn't I didn't seek anything from them. I wasn't, I wasn't even sure that I had, there wasn't even really, I wasn't sure of anything, you know what I mean? I, I just had this stuff going on in my mind. Like, I'm, I'm talking to my, my girl now, one of my ex-girlfriends that I'm talking to now. Like, we talk about things now about how I was then. And she's like, why, why was that going on like that? And I said, man, I had a, this war going on in my mind. It's like, my mind was going against me, you know? Uh, I know that doesn't make much sense, bro, but it's like a spiritual thing, I guess, you know? I was... I wanted to be one way, but I was completely 
Well, it makes sense. It makes sense to anybody that's gone through that. So I'm sure there's plenty of people that understand exactly what it is that you're saying. So, so now you're, you're, you know, you you've been convicted of this stuff. You know, these three these three homicides, first degree murder, and from what I've read, that it said something about um, without a shooter, like they don't know who the shooter is. So it's like they convicted. So it's like they convicted both of you guys for the crime. Exactly. Now let me explain a little bit about, about that. See, we had a joint trial with separate juries. He had his own jury, and I had my own jury. But both juries was in the courtroom hearing the same evidence simultaneously, and then they both come back with that's impossible because my jury came out three times with special questions to the court about the jury instructions. So how could my jury come up with the that his jury came one way that could happen if they were coached. That could happen. Did the jury deliberate the jury together? Did back with identical verdict. His jury said that he didn't possess it. No. They had separate deliberation room. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. You're breaking up pretty bad on me again. So but you said the jury came out three times with special questions in the court. Do you remember what those questions were? They used to. They used to say that you couldn't be found guilty of murder without a body. So where do you stand at now? What what's what's what are you looking at now? passed all three times. So what did they what evidence did they find you guilty of? What is it that they're saying that the jury found you guilty of? That's the whole thing. That's another part of it. The sentencing order, you should have a copy of that too. I do.
so there's no physical evidence to pinpoint any person. And then he's saying it's, it, the case has been unrefuted. He's saying my lawyers didn't even do their job to try to refute the case. You see what I mean? Yeah. And what did sham, and what did the sham. appellate what did the appellate court say to all of this? They, they TCA'd me on everything, man. They they from everything. They denied me with no opinion because they know if they give me an opinion on any of the stuff that I filed, I'm going to the higher court and I'm going home. So they want they're blocking me from due process. It's a due process violation, really, is what it is. They're violating that constitutional right by allowing me to go to the next court up. And they can do that just by PCA and me, giving me no, no opinion. See, they, they can break the laws on every corner, but if you break the law on this corner, you're going to prison for the rest of your life. And here's a, here's, a, here's a scenario. Let me run this by you real quick. If you move into a house and you don't like your neighbor for whatever reason, all you got to do is kick in your own front door, bite your lip and make it bleed, and throw your TV on the ground, and say your neighbor came over and assaulted you, your neighbor's going to prison for the rest of his life. No evidence, no proof, no witnesses. All it takes is you saying that he did that. Yeah, me and a family member. That's crazy, bro. You don't need evidence. You don't need witnesses. Why? Why well, is that? Because well, this is, this is... Well, yeah, and this is what, uh, you know, the gentleman Tanawa and I were discussing as far as, you know, these these crimes as, as what you just said is is you know when when an indictment is brought forth against somebody it's the state sitting in front of you know this grand jury this secret grand jury that nobody knows who they are and they sit in front of these people and say whatever they want to say in order to get that indictment there's no evidence produced it's all hearsay for the most part it's just charges that the state is bringing forth against this individual and that's it. And that in itself is unconstitutional because there's an order going on. There's a process going on about me that I am completely unaware about. There are charges being brought against me that I am not allowed to defend against until 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 trial. And that's that's not right. I should have I should be privy. Me and my attorney should be privy to that grand jury to know what's being brought forth. And we can argue at that point. That'll stop a lot of indictments right there. Yeah. See, there's this, there's this rule. It's called the rule of construction. It's 775 uh, Florida statute. It, it defines separate offenses, man. Okay. It is, it, in that rule, it says that if one statute is contradictory to another statute charged, then neither of those charges can be brought forth. You see what I mean? Well, in mine, I've got, I've got like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got seven different statutes in my indictment mm -hmm. on each on each count. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And on the murder, the, the murder statutes, it's got felony murder and premeditated murder. So my lawyers argued against that in my trial, saying that they're running on the verdict form. They're running together. There's no way of knowing how my jury finds me guilty, whether it's premeditated murder or felony murder. And uh, the judge overruled the objection and said, let it stay the way it is. The, the defendant can argue that on appeal. Bro, I got the transcript. I literally got it right here in front of me right now. The judge says, I'm gonna, uh, I understand, but I'm going to overrule your objection. The, the defendant, Johnson, can argue that on appeal. That's abuse of discretion right there, man. He, he says, I understand, but I'm going to overrule. Mm-hmm. They're blended both both types of first degree murder together. And when, when, what happened was, I was I was charged in my indictment with premeditated and felony murder, but nowhere in my trial was premeditated murder mentioned. It was felony murder the whole trip because of the robbery, which didn't happen. They used the robbery so they could convict both him and me, for all the way down the line. You know, all three murders and the robbery, because if it's felony murder, then then I can be found guilty also because a felony was committed. But there was no robbery. My lawyers proved that there was no robbery during the trial. There was more money found in the restaurant than what was supposed to be there. And that's you're charged with the robbery as well, too, right? So we were getting into the into the robbery, and you you were talking about um, how they found you guilty of the robbery charge as well. 
Oh, yeah. I was, not only was I found guilty of robbery with a firearm, after my jury said no to all the firearm questions, possession, discharge, bodily harm, or death, they said no to all of that. On, on my judgment order, I was found guilty of robbery with a firearm, and I was enhanced to a life sentence on that charge because of possession and discharge in a firearm that I didn't have. So the, the court overruled the jury's uh, recommendation on the verdict form and went ahead and did whatever they wanted to do anyway. The judge overruled. No, he that's. Overruled. He overruled. Like the jury made a recommendation and the judge, did, the court didn't even follow it. That's very, judge, very rare. That's crazy. Yeah. So if you look at the judgment order, you'll see on count four it says, uh, Again, I mean, you know, it's stories, it's it's these type of stories, man, that I, I want the public to hear and understand of how, like you say, they just do whatever they want to do. Hey, let me read this from, this is a, from a, a Florida Supreme Court case, uh, John Conley Jr. This is an excerpt from his case, and it's about the enhancement. It says, before a trial court may enhance a defendant's sentence for use of a firearm, the jury must make a finding that the defendant committed the crime while using a firearm, now listen to this language, either by finding him guilty of a crime which involved a firearm or by answering a specific question on a special verdict form indicating uh, the firearm. So this court that I went to, they chose a special verdict form with specific questions about the firearm, right? So they can't go by the other way of finding me guilty because of a crime that involved a firearm. They can't use both. They have to use either this one or that one. Do you remember the language I used yep. that it says? It's either by or. It doesn't say and or or both. No, it says either by this one or that one. They chose the verdict form. My jury said no to the firearm. So you cannot find me guilty of robbery with a firearm and enhance me to life because of the firearm when my jury said I didn't have it. But yet they did. They did anyway. So where do you stand at legally now? Do you have any anything in? Do you have a habeas in? Is Do you have anything in the court? I don't have anything in the court now because every time I file to the trial court, they shoot it down and then I file it to the appellate court and they PCA it. Everything in Palm Beach is political. One judge is not going to go against another judge because they play golf together and drink beer together, you know? What is the judge's name? My trial judge was Rapp. R-A-P-P. I've heard of that name. But the judge I have now, yeah, he's not cool, man. Um, as a matter of fact, his license was Choose Life. I swear to God, that's what it was, man. And I'm not sure who the judge is now over that, that division. I haven't filed anything in like a year. Every time I file, man, they just shoot me down, bro. And I got this black and white, man. I'm not making this stuff up, man. You got copies of it. Has there been any attempts to have your legal work taken from you? What do you mean by the by officers? Yeah, by the guards there in the institution. Nah, I mean, it wouldn't do them no good. I've got copies everywhere, man. Mm -hmm. Well, Lloyd, I mean, this, this is a hell of a story, man. Again, here's another story coming out of Florida of just the court's doing what they want to do. I mean, to, to override a, a jury's, you know, suggestion 
and a jury's finding like that is 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 crazy to me it's crazy to me and then the fine to find both of you guys guilty for first degree murder for the murder it, it's just it, it doesn't the jury said that you had no interactions with the gun whatsoever but yet you're sitting in there on three convicted of three felony murder first degree murder charges of a robbery shooting it, it none of it makes sense Did you have any dealings over in Iraq with anybody that, you know, any high officers, ranking officers, or political figures that that may have? Uh... No, no, not like that. Nothing like that. You know, people, you, soldiers always argue with their lieutenant or their captain about orders or whatever, but it was never nothing like that. No, nothing too serious, man. Hmm. And I was bad. I, I was. I had to. I was ordered to fire at the non-targets and everything, like schools. This is why I say I don't negotiate with terrorists, my friend. I know. And this is this is why they ostracize us the way that they do, because they know that we know the truth. What was the name of the movie? Official Secrets. Where's that on? But I guess it's on like Netflix or uh, FC movies or something like that. But it was that was crazy, man. It enlightened me to a lot of stuff that I didn't. I wasn't aware of. Yet all of that was exposed before the war even happened, man. And they still went ahead with the war. That shows you what our country is about, bro. And see, right now I'm in a veterans group right here I, at this institution. I've been in a, the veterans group my whole time. I've been in prison. Um, but I don't salute the flag or pledge my allegiance anymore, man, because they got so much shit on the flag now, they covering up the blood that's on it, you know? Yeah. They, they lowered the flag for the shootings of the people at Paul's nightclub. Now, don't get me wrong, I feel bad for those people, whether they're gay or not, I don't care. But you're going to lower the flag for the homosexuals that was killed at the Paul's nightclub, but a week later, eight active duty soldiers in Fort Hood died in a flood, and you don't lower the flag. That blew my mind, bro. I snapped. And then a year after that, Nelson Mandela dies. He's not even a United States citizen. And they lowered the flag for him. Now, don't get me wrong. He's a powerful dude. He's done a lot of good things for this world. I understand that. But you're violating the rules in the honor of the flag by doing that. This dude's not even a citizen of the United States. But you don't lower the flag for the active duty soldiers who are dying for this country. That bothers me. Well, again, these are these are facts that Americans need to wake up and say, you know, that we hear. Yeah, we hear that we're supposed to respect the flag and all of these things. But really, what is the representation of that flag? You got men and women overseas that are dying over a belief for this flag that their own government is is, isn't even representing themselves. You know, you got you got America coming down on Colin Kaepernick for kneeling against this flag without even really understanding the true history behind what that flag represents. And and we're not talking about the men and women that have sacrificed their lives for that flag. We're talking about the true representation of what that flag is, what's behind it, the lies, the deceit, the secrecy, the, the, the power, you know, all of, all of, all of the conspiracies. Yeah. Our government is a bully, man. We don't understand that. Yeah. We don't understand that until we get outside the country and we start seeing how hated we are in, in so many other countries. But we're told by our own government that we're the we're the we're the saviors of the world. We're the leaders of democracy. We're the the trendsetters, and that we're battling evil to make sure that it don't come into the confines of the United States. But yet, the United States, when you do your history, 
has been one of the leading proponents of a lot of the evil that's been going on in our world. Yeah, they're in, in instigators of it. In some cases, man, they're instigators of the conflicts. They, they start conflicts because they the economy is bad. What makes the economy good? War. So let's start a war. Come on, man. People die in the war, man. But that murder, those murders are okay. That's, come on, man. Well, all you have to do is research Henry Ford in World War II and what he was what he was doing, what he was producing for all the for all the all the war machines back then. Yeah, on both sides. The Rockefellers, all of them. So that so again, yeah, I mean this is this is business. War is a business. Prison is a business. Yep. Absolutely, especially in Florida. Yep. Especially in Florida. It's not a, it's not crop holders anymore, it's shareholders now, man. My listeners are starting to hear that from a lot of different people. Yeah, man, it's crazy down here, man. Slavery never ended. Redlining never ended. Redlining never ended. Slavery never ended. It just took on a different form. Right. The Florida Department of Corrections was uh, instituted in 1868. Two years after Abraham Lincoln emancipated the slaves. facts i mean again it's 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 historical facts man it's historical facts um well this is what i'm trying to do is is just educate people on the truth and understand what what is happening to our community so that we can come together and and put a stop to it we can start welcoming people that are coming home from prison, helping them get back reacclimated into society by finding them jobs, make sure that they don't end up on the street or back into crimes, things of that nature. And it's just going to be a helping hand throughout our country of, of just unity, of us coming together and protecting one another, you know, because people have to wake up man these people that are still brainwashed thinking that the government is for you and that they're the, that they're your protection and that they care for you and and that they're protecting all of us it's not true they're using us we're just yeah, it's just one big hamster that's wheel the lie that using. yeah that's the lie that they're using man they're not they're not for us they're totally against us man um and i, I want to just clarify a little bit if i can man mm-hmm. um i don't want to i don't want to sound like i'm just whining and saying I'm this perfect, innocent guy. No, man. What I'm guilty of is throwing the firearm in the intercoastal three days after the crime. I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of not calling the cops on this dude when the crime happened. I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of leaving the scene of the crime and not calling the cops. I'm guilty of not calling the cops after that. And I'm guilty of throwing the gun in the water. I'm guilty of that. At best, that's accessory after the fact. I am not guilty of first-degree murder with a firearm. And I'm not guilty of robbery with a firearm. I did not commit those acts. I did not help him uh, commit those acts. I did not help him plan it, perpetrate it, none of that. I'm guilty of what I'm guilty of, and I stand on that. In uh, these last 19 years, I, I, would, I wouldn't try to give back all the knowledge and uh, understanding that I gained in those 19 years, man. And it, it's cost me my parents. My kids have grown up. You're breaking up on me, Mikado. So what do you want the what yeah. So what do you want the people to know? What what can they do? What can people do? How how can they help? Man, if there's anything they can do, man, I, I gave it all to you right there. But if there's anything that they can do, I, I'm willing to accept some help, man. Like I said, man, my, when my when my parents died, I barely have any contact with anyone. The only person in my family that I talk to really is my oldest niece. And I mean, she does what she can for me, but she's got her own kids and her own family to take care of, man. So. There's not a lot she can do for me but give me some moral support, you know? Make phone calls for me or whatever the case may be. I struggled to get, get the things, that these these tools that I got right here, like the, my tablet and 
Wi-Fi and all that, man, that's over with now for me, man. I've used it to the best I could, man, to research and uh, do, do what I'm doing right now. I mean, that's the whole reason I got it was for this. I'm not going to stop fighting my, I'm not going to stop fighting for my life, man. If I don't fight for me, who's going to fight for me? That's no question. But but we're gonna fight for you, man. You're 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 in the criminal justice network now. I'm gonna um establish a folder for you, so you're not gonna be forgotten. You know what I mean? And we're gonna um we're gonna start bringing some awareness to this case, man. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can get an attorney pro bono to say, you know what? Let me take a look at that legal work and see what you got. Let's see what we can do. So if there's anybody out there that um would like to take a look at his case, I do have the legal work that was sent to me. Um, I don't think it's all of it. Uh, I'm sure you have all of it, right? So, so um, the legal work is there, and uh, let's see what we can do, man. And 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 again, uh, just 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 pay attention, man, to what these people are saying and what's happening to our children. This is a combat veteran. This is a man that dedicated and sacrificed his life for our freedom, and now he's sitting in prison on three life sentences that he's claiming that he had no access to the jury for for, with the robbery. Right. So, and the jury, the jury found that he had no belongings with the gun, but yet he's still sitting in there for the murder and the robbery. So something's not right. And this again is just another case of this man. It's it's so disheartening, disgusting and overwhelming. Yeah, I put the the newspaper article on Facebook. Isn't that crazy, man? It is. And they they get away with this, man. Because once we're in here, that's it. We're just dollar signs now, man. And the people don't pay attention. All they look at is another criminal is is in prison. The people do not pay attention. facts it's a it's a tool for propaganda absolutely they need a story they need a headline if you think about it this is what they've been doing ever since headlines came out the news the news came out was who had the bigger headline the more captive headline you know exactly it was it was just all about grabbing people's attention for sales of newspapers at the time and all that did was just transition into watch time hours for their for their broadcast. Well, the, well, the, 
the reason why we need that stuff now is because that system has been designed. I mean, we couldn't just cut off police policing and things of that nature tomorrow. We couldn't defund the police and just go, because we understand the domino effect from the three, four hundred years of, of this establishment that's been put in place. But my message is, is that if if all of us was just to go out and be good people, we have bad days. You get into a fist fight, whatever you apologize, you know, whatever, and keep it pushing. That's how it was back in the day. You got into a fight. The cop would just come tell people you OK, you OK, go home. If a cop caught you drunk, if he caught you drunk somewhere, he would take you home. Where do you live? Let me let me get you home. You know what I mean? But now it's all about arrests. They are looking to arrest. Some of the craziest shit I've ever heard is if me and you got into a fight and neither one of us pressed charges against each other, the state could still come in and charge me. They're just trying to get us in the system. They want all of us convicted felons, man. No. No. Convicted I did, felons. I didn't even Convicted felons aren't allowed to own guns. We're not allowed to vote. That's all they need is all of us to be convicted felons. And they're doing it little at a time. Yep. You don't even have to go to jail. You can catch a felony and they'll tell you, just plea out. Just plea out to a year probation. You don't even have to worry about it. But guess what? You're a convicted felon. Yeah, that's the trap, man. Yep. Oh, yeah, I did tell you this part. The, uh, the reason why, one of the reasons why the, uh, I'm a robbery with a firearm charge uh, the judge, the judge asked the prosecutor, uh, "What's the maximum sentence that could be entered under that?" And the prosecutor said, "That would be a license, Your Honor." And the judge says, "How do you come up with that?" The, the jury said, "No to possession, no to discharge, no to bodily harm and death with the firearm." How do you come up with life? And the prosecutor says, "I tripled his score for prior capital felonies for the three prior capital felonies." He tripled my score because of the three first degree murder charges. It's all one criminal episode. It's not prior uh, capital felonies. It's all for the same crime. Right. So the prosecutor tripled my score on the robbery because of the three first degree murders saying that they were prior capital felonies. I would have been in prison for life if I had prior capital felonies. You see? Yeah, so what what you're saying is and, and I've seen that as well, where they'll they'll get somebody to plea out to a charge right without telling them that they're going to enhance him on another charge to the to the to the cop that he just he just made so yeah so what you're saying for people to understand is that what the the way that he got scored out to life under the robbery is that they already scored him under the three capital murder charges which he hasn't even been convicted of yet Of course not. And, you know, this is what we say. And, and for those that don't believe it, I mean, we watched it. It happened on a national scale with Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, whether you agree with it or not, the fact is, is that he was put in prison unconstitutionally. And this is why they had to release him. And this is what they do. And, and this is what we say. We say this all the time that they're going to put you in prison. They want you to beat it on appeal. And, and a lot of times you may beat it on appeal, but guess what? They got five years of your life already. You see what I'm saying? And all your money. So the prosecutors know that these charges are stacked. They know what they're doing. But the, the bottom line is, is you know what? We got them off the street for three or four years. We got them off for five years. So even though that their sentence was overturned, we still did our job. You have no choice. You're an innocent man in prison. 
you know, I don't even like using that term innocent, man, because I'm not. I'm not innocent. I'm I'm not guilty of the crimes that I'm in prison for, but I'm not innocent. I'm not innocent in life. I'm I'm innocent of the crime. Yes, but I'm not innocent in life. I mean, and so I'm paying for that, baby. You know, paying for other things. That's cool. You know, I'm all right with that. But I'm not guilty of the shit I'm in prison for, and I'm not all right with that. Right. Well said, my friend. Well, rest easy, man, and 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 have the happiest New Year you can, man. You just and I know, you know, this is a, just another calendar down. We didn't care about Christmas and none of that stuff. The the most exciting thing for me when these holidays came around was the fact that it was the end of a year and starting another one. Yeah. You know what's gonna what what is this year gonna bring? Well. I can tell you this, it's going to bring the Criminal Justice Network and it's going to bring somebody now that is gaining a lot of traction and notoriety as being a criminal justice fighter. I'm about truth and I'm just about bringing awareness to cases like yours nationwide where the people can hear of the atrocities that the government is doing to our communities. Man, I appreciate you too, man. For real, bro. I appreciate you. Thank you a lot, man. Uh, you, you knew how... Uh... We're all blessings. We're all blessings and we all deserve to live our lives the way that we came here to live, you know, and not feed anybody's agenda. I'm not here to to feed anybody's agenda. My life is my life, you know, so that's what it's about. You know, I, I couldn't be a creature of God if 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 I looked at any of his creations any different from one or the other. You know, so absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Each one of us is an individual representation of God, bro. I don't understand where the hatred for each other comes from, man. It just it's it's baffling to me. Yeah, and see that's another thing about our government. Even on even on a smaller scale in prison, um, the the system wants us to be at each other's necks because if we are, we're not paying attention to them. So if we're at each other's neck, they're, they're sliding right past us doing the slimy shit that they're doing. That's what, that's what they want. That's why they feed racism and uh, all that other stuff on, on TV, on the news, and all that stuff, man, in prison. That's all. Everybody down here has got a chip on their shoulder, man. And we're at each other's necks instead of being at, going against the real enemy, which is the system. Yeah. Well, this is, this is why, again, I'm trying to bring unity. It's kind of like... It's kind of like hood tales, you know what I'm saying? Remember, remember the the dude from the hood, man, that would come and steal all your shit, and then he'd be the first one to come and try to help you find it, and be like, and be like he's the nicest person in the world, and he's so he's so empathetic to you getting your stuff stolen. The government is the same way. They create they create this animosity, they create this oppression, they create all of this violence, and then they come in like they're the pacifier, like they're the coming in as as okay big brother's coming in and we're gonna handle the situation now motherfuckers you created this shit alright man same thing with drugs man they, they introduce crack cocaine to the streets and then they come to, uh, Ronald Reagan comes with war on drugs come on man stop the badness Rick Ross out of California yep yep powerful dude bro powerful dude man good heart yeah I did time with him I was with him Oh, yeah? I did. That's a good dude, man. He didn't give up either, man. I'm trying to get an interview with him now, man, but I think they got him shook. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Because he knows too much about people in the government, bro. He was he was serving for them. He was dealing with strictly with the CIA. Absolutely. It's, that's the slimy shit that I don't like, man. And the government is fucked up, bro. We gotta, somebody's got to hear this and see this and not just me it's not just me I'm just a small I'm just a grain of sand bro I'm just a grain of sand but there's a whole beach of us though you know well I appreciate you sharing your story um I never want to lose sight of the victims you know in all of these cases when I bring them forth you know because people have lost their lives and but the simple fact of it is is that the simple fact of it is is that you know no man or woman should have to do the time of taking somebody's life if they weren't responsible for taking that person's life. That's a that's 
that's something that's very egregious. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that's serious stuff, man, that that a person has to live through. You know, you're sitting in prison accused of this here. And as you said, your family's ostracized you. you you're looking like you're a, a three time, you know, murdering person. And it's 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 just it's not, man. And I, do, I don't know how I don't know how your conscious deals with that. If you was to describe your, how you feel in one word, what would it be? As a human being now, as a human being trapped in a, in, a, in the position that you are, what what would you describe? I would say, uh, dejected. Yeah, dejected man. A dejected human being. Just maintain that strength, homie. Just know that that you do have people out here that are um that has has your name on their mind, and you know life is better teachers than us, man. Like I tell people, you know, when people say that I don't understand, and there's many things I don't understand, and at the end of the day, I just have to say life is a better teacher than me, you know. So it's just, Absolutely. what what are you teaching me, you know? What am I supposed to learn from this here? So it's. It's just waking up each day with a new lesson, man. So just just keep that mindset. And like you said, the it's not the bars, it's not the walls. It's 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 your own thoughts, you know, that that is keeping you in 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 that certain prison. So what strength that's strength well take care of yourself man and and um just just keep in touch as much as you can you know and and uh and we'll keep in touch and we'll figure something out partner absolutely and i'll get this out as soon as i can we love you too homie Peace. peace